We're starting a new series today uh, in the book of Galatians. And it just so happens that that series is entitled No More Bondage. That series is entitled No More Bondage. No More Bondage. Um, the book of Galatians is, is just a great, it's an exciting uh, uh, letter. It's full of, of passion. So you have to be ready for it because it may be a little stronger. It's, it's, you know, it's like that dark coffee. It's not that, you know, it don't have a lot of cream and sugar with the little flour on the top and all of that. Not Galatians. You know, it's, it's, it's that, that straight. Um, but it reminds us that we've been liberated from sin, death, and our own self-striving for right standing with God. We've been liberated by grace and this grace was displayed in the face of Jesus Christ through his gospel. Um, Jesus' sinless life, his sacrificial death, his resurrection on, on our behalf is God's good news and gift to us. Are you with me? Um, anything other than or in addition to that gospel, that good news, it falls short and soon leads to a return to bondage. Amen? And, and, and Galatians wants us to steer clear of that. Um, let's, let's turn to it. Let's open the book, Galatians chapter 5. Galatians chapter 5. Uh, we thank God to have uh, one of our elders here from the, uh, the church who worships uh, Brother Jason Matthews and his family. We thank God for them being here. Galatians chapter 5, and we're going to start right there at the beginning. I'll begin reading at the first verse. Galatians chapter 5, I'll begin reading at the first verse. Um, you can turn there with me if you have your copy of God's Word. Galatians chapter 5, I'll begin reading at the first verse. It says, Paul, an apostle, not from men, not through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers who are with me to the churches at Galatia. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of our God and Father to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Galatians chapter 1. I'm, I apologize. Galatians chapter 1. Let me slow down. I am astonished, verse 6, I am astonished that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another one but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let them be accursed. As we have said before, so now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you receive, let them be accursed. For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I was still trying to please man, 
I would not be a servant of Christ. If I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant to Christ. Galatians 1, uh, verses 1 through 10. Let's pray. Father, we uh, thank you, Lord, for your word. We pray, O Spirit of the living God, Lord, for your, uh, your presence, your power, and your peace. Uh, let yourself be recognized here in this space. Um, let your, your purpose be um, exalted and your name glorified. Oh God, let, allow your scriptures to be open, Lord, with understanding. Father, I ask for a fresh anointing to preach and anointing to receive your word here today. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Lord, you are my strength and my redeemer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. We are indeed in Galatians chapter 1. Um, you ever, have you ever had the experience of uh, uh, been in, been, you've been expecting to hear news from someone about something, and, and when they, they bring it to you, they kind of start off with a riddle? I mean, it, I don't know if they do it as much anymore. I mean, uh, it's, it's like a riddle. It's a, uh, uh, they, they, they come and they say, well, I got good news and I got bad news. Which one do you want to hear first? Uh, that ever happened to anyone? And I'm thinking, first, I don't want to take a multiple choice test to hear what you have to tell me. That's the first thing I'm thinking. Uh, but uh, which, which one would you, do you opt for? And they come with good news and bad news. What do you opt for first? <laughs> I always opt for the bad news first. I'm with you. Uh, uh, I, my, my thinking is that if there's nothing I can do about the bad news anyway, I just have to hope that the good news is better, that, that, that it'll overshadow the bad news. So I take the bad news first, and then I, I want the good news to rush in and, and, and overflow it. Amen? Why, why are we here? The text today shares both good news and bad news. Uh, the, the bad news is that the folks receiving the, the news are spoiling their own good news. That's the bad news. <laughs> the, the folks receiving the news are spoiling their own good news. Uh, uh, and, and, the, and the simple title of the message is, is good news, bad news. Good news, bad news. Uh, it, hold this thought. Hold this thought in case you happen to drift off in the middle. Hold this thought. Don't let anyone, including yourself, Mess with your good news. The gospel is enough. Don't let anyone, including it point to, point to yourself, including yourself, mess with your good news. The gospel is enough. Uh, in case you haven't been through this this section of the scriptures in a while, I I just say the 
this book of Galatians, the Apostle Paul writes this letter uh, to a, a cluster of, of churches in, a, in an area called Galatia. It is where modern day Turkey is. Uh, and we believe it's in the southern part of that area. Uh, but he writes to this group of churches that, who are in danger of unknowingly stepping backwards from the God-reliant freedom of faith into the bondage of self-reliant law-keeping. Uh, they're about to jam themselves up. I'm just translating. Um, they, they had received the truth of the gospel from him, from Paul on his missionary journeys there not long ago, but were being wrongly influenced by another message. And he writes now an urgent warning to make them fully aware of what it is that they're buying into. Uh, the, the harm that it'll cause them. And, and, and he wants to turn them back toward living out the trustworthy message of God's grace, the glorious gospel. <clears throat> so Paul writes here uh, in Galatians, in these opening verses, uh, he introduces uh, many other points that he's going to be unfolding during the, the, the rest of the letter in, in the book of Galatians. He says here in, in the first verse, he opens, he says, Paul, introducing, an apostle, not from men nor through man, but through Jesus Christ and God the Father who did what raised him from the dead. And all the brothers who are with me to the churches at Galatia. In this time when they would write uh, the style, uh, the, the writer would often identify themselves in the beginning of the letter. We, we do it at the end of a letter. Uh, oh, we don't write letters anymore, do we? <laughs> we, we do it at, we, they would do it at the beginning of the letter. They would say who the letter is from. They, they share who the letter is from and then uh, uh, who it's addressed to right there in the opening. But, but here, um, Paul he, is more than just opening. It's more than just a simple greeting uh, with his name and his title, uh, Apostle. Paul adds a clarifying description that's important for the churches to remember. They need to remember. And, and, and it also leans into the reason that he's writing to them. He, he, he packs it right there in the beginning. Uh, he's Paul and Apostle. Um, uh, I, 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 there was a time I didn't know an apostle from an epistle. But so an apostle uh, is it, a word that means sit one, sit. Uh, it, it was applied to various people at that time who were sit as representatives for higher authorities. Uh, Paul here, he wants to distinguish himself from just generic messengers that, that, that are sent uh, um, and commissioned by human authorities, he, he separates himself. He makes plain that his appointment as apostle, his apostolic assignment was from a higher authority than any man. Uh, don't get him, don't, don't lump him in with the other messengers he's, he's saying. He was an apostle of the risen Lord Jesus Christ. Paul an apostle of the Lord, Jesus Christ. We, we, we might uh, today encounter people 
who used the title apostle. Uh-oh. Um, and I'm not, all, I'm not here for that. Look, I, I'm not always sure what they mean uh, or, or how the title was bestowed to them, but I do know that they aren't what Paul and the other 12 disciples were. It's not the same. The one, that's one thing I know for sure. The apostles uh, uh, who, according to the scriptures, knew personally of Jesus' ministry, encountered him risen, and were selected by him to publish, make known his gospel in the world, establishing the church. They, they were distinct from others in their assignment. These apostles that, that Paul is one of, they, their, their teaching and their preaching was authoritative for the church. Um, it set standard, the, like, like the prophets of the, of the Old Testament, their writing would carry the weight of Scripture itself. These apostles. The fact that, that Paul, Paul's role as apostle uh, was set in place by the risen Lord uh, in complete unity with God the Father isn't mentioned here uh, for Paul to brag, but it's, it's serving a purpose. It, it's, it's distinguishing his message from the messages of others. Watch, watch Paul, oh my goodness. He, he, he's making some things clear uh, um, because you gotta consider the, the, uh, uh, the source of the message, amen? Uh, 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 when, when, the, when the message has a messy messenger, you might not wanna take heed to the message, but Paul says, why does it, it matter so much? Paul's gonna break it out later, but we'll see. He needs to explain this because if Paul could be accused of being an illegitimate apostle, then his message could be also up for debate as illegitimate. In other words, why should we listen to Paul? <clears throat> why should we listen to Paul? So he's going to make this point again and again that, that neither his apostleship nor his message were man-made. Uh, it is from the Lord. With a, with a community of believers uh, there serving alongside of him who are in agreement with his role and his message, Paul now greets the Galatian churches first with good news. First with good news. He says, grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins to deliver us from the present evil age according to the will of God, of our God and Father, to whom be glory forever and ever. And he, say, he puts there an amen. Um, what sounds like just a standard greeting uh, um, and pleasant, cordial wishes. It's loaded with powerful truth for the church. This is, it's loaded. <clears throat> what Paul shares here is a summary of the gospel. It's, it's good news. He puts it right up front. Paul 
uh, can declare here uh, uh, these two words that he opens with grace and peace to the churches. He can say that because grace and peace have been made available by God through the work of Jesus Christ. So he speaks grace and peace. Grace. Grace is God's unmerited, undeserved favor. His smiling upon those who don't deserve a smile. Uh, it's his favor. It, it, it's been described uh, uh, as, as God's riches at Christ's expense. G-R-A-C-E. God's riches at Christ's expense. It costs something. In this greeting, <clears throat> he reminds the church of what the Lord has provided for them. It's good news. It's good news. Uh, like, like, like everyone else, watch this, they were enslaved to the world, the world system that, that was, that, that, that system that was set in opposition to God and ruled by sin. It was the current, it was the culture, it was the age that they, they lived in. Uh, uh, Ephesians chapter two, verse one, explains that it was a fleshly, passion-driven way that we all lived according to. Everybody was a part of it. Um, the church is reminded that with no chance of freedom from that enslavement to that world, with no chance of freedom, Jesus rescued them. He rescued us. I mean, he rescued them. He rescued us, them, giving his own life. It's good news. Uh, it, it was a, watch this, it was a God-initiated, God-accomplished deliverance that brought people into a position of peace with himself. Grace and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. The only proper response to this good news is a praise of glory to God for what he has done. It's what God has accomplished. Um, uh, and, then, and then Paul, Paul he, he tells the Galatians, come here, walk with me. Watch this. You see what God has done. You hear this good news. And then he prompts them. He said, amen? And they said what? They said, amen. Oh, they're in it now. Paul, uh, he would typically, y all, y all, that's why y'all hold y'all amens back, ain't it? Y'all never know where I'm going to go. Paul, he would, he would greet the churches this way. And, and then typically he would share some kind of, um, some thanks or prayers offered to God regarding the recipients of the letters. But here, instead of giving thanks for their faithfulness or, or thanking God that he knows them or, or how good they are, he, he dives right into the issue at hand. He goes straight into, he goes straight from praise God and amen to the bad news. Paul, he, he doesn't ask him which one you want, he just 
He says, in verse 6, he says, I am astonished. I am blown away that you are so quickly deserting him who called you in the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there is another gospel, but there are some who trouble you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. I'm amazed. It hadn't been long since Paul uh, had shared the gospel with them while he was there on his missionary journeys. And, and they embraced it, accepting what God has done. When, when Paul got done preaching to them, they said, God is good. They accepted what God had done on their behalf. But Paul has now not long from then gotten a report that has completely shocked him. They have accepted some alterations to the gospel. Some alterations. Uh, um, Paul, Paul wastes no time telling them what that means for them uh, when, they want to, when, they, when they want to accept an, an altered gospel. He says, you, you're, you're rejecting the grace of God's good news. You're, you're, it, it, it's, it's like they had become traitors. They had signed up for Team Jesus. And Paul shows up, and they're wearing a different jersey. Uh, um, they, 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 they were claiming to be with God because what what God had done, and then this, this word is they're deserting. They, they're turning their backs on him. They're turning their backs on him. Uh, th- this, is, this is really uh, troubling, Paul. It, 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 it might sound uh, dramatic, uh, you know, like why is Paul all on this like this? But, but they are in dangerous territory. They are in dangerous territory. This, this, and it is more, it is more prevalent than we think. This wasn't some issue of, of, of just Christian liberties. Like, like, oh, should the church have drums or not? Or who should wear, uh-oh. I, I almost said something. I had to catch myself. Uh, it, it, it wasn't a matter of Christian liberties. Um, we'll read later in the letter that they were trying to now complete their own salvation to make it better and more real, adding human requirements as if the Lord's work was insufficient. Oh, they were taking taking for granted. Uh, They had received a, a wonderful meal on the table and they said it needs salt, it needs butter, it needs hot sauce, it needs ketchup, it needs... That's what Paul said. Uh, listen, they, they were, it, it, it was like they were opting into a different gospel that was proposed by a group of folks that, 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 that some people call them Judaizers, but I'm just going to call them troublers. Uh, troublers who, who were transforming uh, uh, good news into something else that was no longer good news. Um, they were causing trouble. The, the, the trouble and disturbance 
they were introducing to the church was the opposite of the peace brought by the gospel. Uh, That should have been the first sign that something wasn't right with it. Paul says grace and peace. Um, They've known the truth, but but they seem easily susceptible to another influence. Um, Anyone ever send uh, 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 their children places and you give them, you, you, you raise them, you, you've taught them your way, and you tell them, listen, this is, this is how you carry yourself, this is what you do, and, and you get a call and they say, your child has such and such, and you're shocked. Even before they left the house, I told them, Paul, Paul, they were, they were easily susceptible for some reason. And, and, and I, I like to submit, it, it, was, it was likely due to a natural tendency in people to want to claim, either outwardly or inwardly, our part in accomplishing things. We like to be responsible for the good things in our lives. Uh, we like to take credit for doing something. Not, not here, some people. Um, uh, uh, this, this, that desire, that, that natural desire, it sets us at odds with the grace of the gospel which God completely accomplishes on our behalf without us. He does it all. Um, if, if unchecked that desire it leaves us vulnerable to the influences that lead to all types of bondage. If, if we don't check that desire, Jesus made it plain. Uh, folks, they came to him with that desire. A group of people wanting to earn the favor of God. When they asked Jesus, what must we do to be doing the works of God? Jesus answered them, this is the work of God. You want to do something? The work of God is that you believe in him who he has sent. Jesus said, I'm the work. I'm handling the work. You believe me. That's it. John chapter 6, 28. You, you, you look, at, look at it later. Um, I, I had, a, I had a, 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 a dear friend, and that's why this is, this is more serious, I think, than we even recognize. I had a dear friend who turned away from the faith because she could not comprehend the grace of the gospel. She, she, she allowed others to trouble her into believing she needed to be doing something five times a day in a certain direction uh, to, to, to prove and to earn her standing before God. I was amazed at, at, at seeing some, it happened so quickly. I was amazed at seeing someone who had grown up in the faith just give themselves over to something else, something less uh, watching her turn from the gospel to something 
distorted and, and, and harmful. It, it, it was, that was one of the most painful times I've had in ministry. <coughs> no, it, 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 no, no matter how much I, I pleaded or, or tried to reason with her, she would not rest in grace. And so it makes me understand how urgent Paul's language gets in the next verses because he's going to turn up. He's about to uh, turn up. He, he, he says, but even if, verse 8, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you, let him be accursed. He said, as we said before, now I say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to the one you received, let him be accursed. Uh, the, the translation might not help us uh, get it, but I'm going to try to make it clear. What, one of the most celebrated values in our culture is tolerance. We, 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 are, we are urged in this age to have an open-mindedness about everyone and everything. In fact, there is only one thing that most people will not tolerate, and that is being intolerant. <laughs> we must all agree to be tolerant about the same things or we will not be tolerated. The sentiment, the sentiment is, is noble. I, there's, there's something in it, right? Uh, it's noble, but, but like most things in our culture, it's subjective and it's limited. Uh, it, it's, it is, it's the source of, of phrases like my most, one of my most hated my truth and your truth. It comes from this, this notion. Uh, my truth and your truth. It's too early in the morning for philosophy. But just let me ask, what happens when two truths don't match? Does one become a lie? They can't both stay true, can they? It just doesn't, it doesn't leave room I, I, I know I use the word as prickling somebody in here now, tolerance, I know. It, it doesn't leave room, though, for an objective, singular truth that's non-negotiable. Walk with me. Uh, it, 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 and that's exactly what God, who exists over and independent from our culture, has established in his gospel. It is what it is. Um, Paul, Paul might have been willing. Paul, Paul would get along with people as much as he could. He, he might have been willing to adapt and to change a lot of things as he was a missionary entering into different cultures. Uh, see, see 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and see Acts uh, all over. Uh, the, 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 he would change maybe the way he ate. Uh, uh, the way he dressed, the way he talked. But one thing he was not tolerant of was changing God's truth. It, it was that. 
The message of the gospel is unchanging. Uh, and this is stirring Paul. What, what Jesus accomplished on our behalf isn't up for revision or, or edit. It stands completed once and for all. No messenger has the authority to add to or subtract from it. Paul's standing on that. Do you stand on that? If we don't, we're standing on shaky ground. How many, how many cults have begun by someone claiming a special revelation? But the special re- revelation, I, 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 watch, I watch these documentaries and, 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 and about various cults. I try to study and learn and I watch them and I always find myself shaking my head like, how did they fall for that? How did they, uh, and, and the one thing that's in common, it never lines up with God, with what God already proclaimed in his gospel. It, it doesn't line up. It, it, you know, I, I just imagine myself sitting there and hearing it and, and looking at the gospel and then hearing something that's totally contrary to the gospel and I say, that'll do it. That's it for me. You don't have to worry about me. Some of my social media people got that joke they watch. I say that, listen, this, Paul, so Paul recognizes this and he uses strong language to make it clear to the Galatians. Strong language. It it, it may not sound strong to us because we've heard stronger, Uh, but but, uh, he says it doesn't matter who it is. If they should try to introduce some contrary gospel to you, passing it off as the truth, let them be accursed. That's strong. Paul, he's calling for them to receive eternal suffering without mercy. It's strong strong language. Look, uh, in case, let's go back. Then, by by the... Faint chance that someone read verse 8 too fast and the people didn't catch it or or missed it when he warned them about it before when he was with them. The first time he repeats it. I paraphrase, whoever is creeping in with the contrary gospel should be condemned to the wrath of God. Paul said, let them go. I can't say. You know what he's saying. Let, this, kind of, this kind of harsh talk, it's, it's a, it's, it's, it can be offensive to our modern culture, our, our sense of, of tolerance, our sensibility. It, it, this kind of, this is, this is that, I said what I said. It's why many reject the scriptures or, or opt to only accept a mild-mannered, Nice guy, Jesus, versus the Lord Jesus, who, who, who also holds people and brings people to account. Uh, you, you think Paul was talking rough? You haven't read Mark chapter 9, verse 42, have you? Speaking of people troubling or tripping up the faith of those that believed in him, Jesus himself pronounced some terrible outcomes on folks. He says... 
It would be better for those folks, those troublers, uh, uh, better for them if they were thrown into the sea with a large weight tied around their neck. Nice guy, Jesus. Considering the cost and the eternal benefits of the good news, there's too much at stake to not be firm about it. We have to be firm about it. Paul is telling the Galatians, be firm about this. I I remember uh, uh, having a a tense uh, dispute with, with a coworker once. Uh, this is when I was younger. I used to be fiery. Um, uh, he, he, who, who, he had challenged the authenticity of faith for people who hadn't read certain extra biblical books. My question to him was, do we need those books? Do we need more than faith in Jesus Christ and him crucified and resurrected for salvation? That was my question to him. And he talked in circles. He wouldn't bring himself to say that, but his insistence on the the, the necessity of the other books, it spoke for itself. Whether he knew it or not, he was on the verge of sharing a contrary gospel. And for the sake of, not myself, because I knew where I was, but for all of the people that were listening to us, I stood against him. Yeah, you, 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 you're tampering with the gospel, man. Uh, almost abruptly, Paul shifts his last verse to the, the argument back to himself. He shifts it back to himself. Paul said, he, he shared all that. He shared good news. He shared bad news. He says, For am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I was still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. It wasn't enough for those creeping into to to, to try to introduce false gospel. They also needed to undermine the one that Paul preached. Uh, so, so he begins knocking down arguments and allegations against him that, that we haven't heard yet in the letter. Paul begins chipping away at him. Uh, apparently, there was some accusing Paul of preaching an easy believism, an easy watered-down gospel in order to win people over to himself. He, he, he will share... Uh, uh, some testimony later in the book that makes that allegation sounds ri- ridiculous. But, but for now, even, even, even though nothing that we just read, uh, his taking that uncompromising stand and, and calling curses against people, nothing, none of that points to him trying to win a popularity contest. Uh, But he goes on to add a a simple truth for the churches to know as he sets up the rest uh, of the letter. They know this. Uh, Serving Christ while wanting to gain the admiration of people 
is as incompatible as the false gospel that the troublers were preaching with the true gospel of Jesus Christ. He says those two things can't exist together. The, the, the fact is that you just can't do both. Paul said, they, they, don't let them accuse me of both because both can't be done. I'm either doing one or the other. Well, men were pleased with Paul uh, in his old life as a re- religious zealot. He had many cheerleaders and fans uh, about what his life uh, 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 was, 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 was carrying out. But just like many, of, many, many people will be pleased with you living your old life independent of Christ, there will be some that will be overjoyed for you to go back to your old life. Let me pause. Anybody remember their old life? I call, I call, I call it the BC days, before Christ. Anybody remember that? I, I, I'm sure that we all had it. Um, so, so, but there are people that will want us to go back to that life. But now, as servants of Christ, we, just like Paul, we have only one master. We got only one master. Uh, uh, Jesus has said that, that no man can serve two masters. We, we, we have only one. And, and, and Jesus is Lord. Uh, so we don't uh, go back to our old ways that, 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 uh, 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 that got us uh, um, uh, 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 accolades and, and applause from, from others. We, we don't seek the life that, that, uh, that, that others would celebrate for us. We seek the life that now pleases our Lord Jesus Christ. His, his, for us, his name is first and his fame is first. Uh, we, we, we walk about now carrying a different tune in our hearts that say, I have decided to follow Jesus. I've decided to follow him. Though none join me, still I will follow. The world behind me and the cross before me, I have decided to follow Jesus. With so much at stake, Uh, we need to recognize and reject any false doctrine, whether it comes from without or within, that does not line up with the gospel. Anything that will pull us back into bondage. I'll, I'll I'll close with these points. We're in most... In, in most, we're most in danger of turning good news into bad news when we, one, don't clearly grasp the truth of the good news. Most in danger. If we don't know the genuine thing, we are subject to the counterfeit. We need to know the gospel. And we need to know that it reaches throughout the pages of all 66 books. Two, we're in danger when we're driven by personal desire or external pressures 
to add our own work to the gospel. We're, we're in danger when, when, we're, when we're driven to do that. It, 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 it sounds ridiculous to say, but how many of us are driven to do more so God can be pleased? When, in fact, the gospel says, God is pleased, so we do more. It's a difference. Lastly, we're, we're, we're most in danger when we put the ideas of our culture or desire to please people over our desire to serve God. We, we are... We are in it, uh, we, we are in a society that, that will uh, overwhelm us with its desires. But we need to stand firm on God's gospel. Amen?